Welcome to Love Rules, the radio ministry of Roxbury Presbyterian Church in Boston. My mom, Liz Walker, was Boston's first African-American television news anchor, but her most important job is what she does right now at RPC, preaching the good news about God's love. The Bible says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. How does that work? Join my mom now as she offers us Love Rules from Roxbury Presbyterian Church. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Love Rules. The message today, hidden in plain sight. And our text is from the Gospel of Mark, the sixth chapter, the 21st through the 29th verses. On his birthday, Herod gave a banquet for the high officials and military commanders and leading men of Galilee. When the daughter of Herodias came in and danced, she pleased Herod and his dinner guests. So the king said to the girl, ask for anything you want and I will give it to you. And he promised her with an oath, whatever you ask, I will give it to you up to half my kingdom. She went out and asked her mother, what shall I ask for? The head of John the Baptist. At once the girl hurried to the king with a request. I want you to give me right now the head of John the Baptist on a platter. The king was greatly distressed, but because of his oaths and his dinner guests, he did not want to refuse her. So he immediately sent an executioner with orders to bring John's head. The man went, beheaded John in the prison, and brought back his head on a platter. He presented it to the girl, and she gave it to her mother. On hearing this, John's disciples came and took his body and laid it in a tomb. Hidden in plain sight. What a story. The beheading of John the Baptist reads like a made-for-TV movie. Lust, seduction, political ambition, murder. I don't know if you've seen the television series Scandal, starring a wonderful actress by the name of Kerry Washington, but it's juicy. And this biblical story reminds me of that. You have to pay close attention or you miss a whole bunch of stuff. The plot twists and turns with every word. You don't know what to expect next. It is tempting for a preacher to heap all of the sin together here and go straight to the moral. Herod's adultery with his brother's wife and the imprisonment and execution of John the Baptist are wrong. But if you do that, you don't just miss the juice. The gospel writer Mark is a master of hiding revelation in plain sight. And that's what I want to talk about just for a few minutes today. You can't just read the gospel of Mark once. Read it two or three times. Rereading Mark is like a second look at Rembrandt or Michelangelo. Details at first may appear small and unimportant, but if you study them, you discover Mark is telling you much more than you realize. The character of Herod necessitates closer scrutiny. At first, you just categorize him as the bad part of the story, evil, a power-hungry king who foolishly wants to destroy all things of God. After all, John the Baptist is brutally killed because he had the audacity to rebuke Herod for his sinful indulgence of the flesh. Those ancient kings are just like the politicians on scandals. They do whatever they want to do. But if you look closer at the plot, you begin to realize that Herod is slightly more complicated. At first glance, this text pits his royal power against John's holy truth. But in fact, Herod is a man whose weakness is not only in his actions, but in his inability to see clearly. Herod, you see, has blurred vision. There is an ambivalence in his spirit that really is a lot like yours and mine, because Herod only sees so far. Sometimes I believe that is the crux 
of the dilemma of the Christian experience. We only see so far. The goal, design, the true purpose of our faith experience is hidden in plain sight. We can all say Jesus is our Savior. We can all sing Jesus is our Savior. But to truly experience in the depth of our hearts the joy of our salvation, to say like the Apostle Paul, I count everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Jesus, we have to see something more. Before you act, you have to see. Before you move, you have to know where you want to go. And Herod refuses to see some things hidden in plain sight. Now, if you read all of the story, you will understand that Herod has learned about Jesus' growing notoriety in the region of Galilee, which is under Herod's jurisdiction. Jesus was preaching and teaching and healing and performing other miracles, and people have all kinds of theories about who he is. The most popular He is John the Baptist, raised from the dead. Now, Herod finds himself believing that, which is really problematic since we know from this text he is the one who killed John the Baptist. He did it to appease his wife, who hated John because he called out her sins. But what's fascinating about Herod's reaction now is that it points to a bit of conscience. Herod is haunted by his own sins. If you look at the story in that light, you can see Herod is just like the rest of us. You see, John the Baptist did his job calling out stuff he was supposed to call out. John the Baptist dealt in truth. This relationship between Herod and his wife was wrong. It was against the law. She was Herod's niece, which made their relationship incest. Her husband Philip was alive when she went with Herod, making her adulteress. Ultimately, truth outweighs lust or expedience. Truth is truth no matter what. I'm so glad you're with us today. Here's a special invitation. Join me at Vision New England's Go Conference at the Connecticut Convention Center in Hartford, May 20th and 21st. Here's some dynamic preachers. Be inspired and uplifted while together we learn more effective ways of taking the gospel to our friends, our neighbors, and co-workers in order to do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly. That's Vision New England's Go Conference, May 20th and 21st in Hartford, Connecticut. And here's a special deal. If you if you're a, a Love Rules listener, you can log on to goconf.org. That's G-O-C-O-N-F dot org. And then go down to the coupons part of the registration. And after you've registered, just type in Love Rules and you'll get a 15% discount. And you'll hear some messages that just may change your life. So join us. Now let's get back to the plot of this amazing scripture. The first time he heard John preach, Herod was moved. Something touched him. Not enough, but something touched him. John the Baptist was real clear about his preaching. It wasn't convoluted. It wasn't new age. Matthew 3, 1. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Repent. That's what John preached. And he knew that he was speaking God's word. But Herod hears this, and in something in that message touched Herod. You can only assume that he knew in his heart he needed to change. You see, that is still the message of the gospel today. There has to be some change in your mindset, your behavior, in your sight, the eyes of your heart. 
Now, John was way out there. There's no doubt about that. But John spoke clearly God's will. The time has come. The kingdom of God is near. Repent and believe the good news. Everything about the gospel hinges on our willingness to change. But sometimes we hold back. It's not because we don't want to change. Sometimes we just like where we are. Sometimes we're not sure what change will bring. Acknowledging Christ as our Savior is all we really need to do. The notion of growth is remote. I gave my life to Christ. What more is there? I got to get back to my life. That takes a lot of energy because life is complicated. Look at Herod's life. He was trying to negotiate situations at every turn. He was at odds with his wife. He wanted to show off in front of his friends. He wanted to maintain the stature in his community. Clearly, Herod was not willing to take any serious look at changing anything. Maybe he was like you and me. Maybe he felt stuck. Most of us try a little harder than Herod, but but not much. If you get to the heart of the matter, most of us are stuck. We're stuck in their lives, like Charlie Brown in the Peanuts comic strip. He said, I think I've discovered the secret of life. You just hang around till you get used to it. (laughs) We get used to stuck. The dilemma in this Christian life is usually the degree to which we are willing to change. Now, the Holy Spirit does most of the work, but we have to be open to the Holy Spirit. And that's where the problem begins. Sometimes we open ourselves up just a little bit, but, but not enough. The desire is just at the beginning, but it's not usually strong enough to pull us through. Herod had an inkling that something was wrong and could be improved. It was right in front of him, hidden in plain sight. But clearly he was unwilling to put any energy into that first little twitch. If he had, he might have been more aware of his desire and been able to see what was hidden in plain sight. John the Baptist was uncompromising. He knew Jesus before he met him. He had some moments of doubt. He was human. But overall, he was clear about his mission because he was clear about his vision. I baptize with water, he said, but oh, the one who comes after me, the straps of whose sandals I'm not worthy to untie. John the Baptist, you remember, was the one who leaped for joy in his mother's womb when he learned about Jesus. John was obsessed with Jesus. Now, it may sound to you like I've gone off the deep end, but I think that should be our goal. I actually believe we should be obsessed with Jesus. What obsesses you? Most of us are obsessed with ourselves, or we may be obsessed with our own experience of Christian life. But the psalmist says, who is the one that fears the Lord? The psalmist says, as the deer pants for streams of water. In other words, who among us is obsessed with the Lord? Our goal is not just to think about God or to be aware of God, but to desire God more and more. The total being of our lives, inside and out, has to be completely consumed by the presence of God. 
A healthy, well-cared-for baby is so absorbed in his mother that although he is not consciously thinking of her, when a problem comes up, the overriding solution is always connected to mama. The child's abiding relationship and longing is for his mother. That's the way we should be about Jesus. Looking at everything, our families, our work, our social lives, everything in relation to Jesus Because Jesus is at the forefront of our lives, day in, day out, whether we see him or not, hidden in plain sight. Thanks for joining me. Be blessed. Thank you for tuning in. Roxbury Presbyterian Church is located at 328 Warren Street, right in the heart of Roxbury. Come worship with us on Sundays at 11 a.m. This is a listener-supported program. We invite you to partner with us and learn the many ways that love rules. Visit us on our website, RoxburyPresbyterianChurch.org, or call us at 617-445-2116. Love will reign if you let love rule.